My name is Milian Mori and welcome to our podcast Warrior Family. We are a family of successful entrepreneurs, visioners, hustlers and leaders. We are compassionate, loving, fearless and determined. We fight for love, profits and a better world. And this podcast was made for future leaders, entrepreneurs, world changers and families all over the world. We gained our wealth by running one of the best network marketing companies in Europe and successfully coaching and speaking empire. Our stories, tips will show you that everything is possible. And this podcast includes all the best sales, marketing, relationship, personal growth, and health advice you can get and interviews with the most successful people in the world. Our motto is, my business is not my family. My family is my business. And we are here to show you how to have it all. All of us want to be happy. When we think of happiness, it conjures up different ideas in our minds and feelings as well. For some people it means one thing and to others something else. Happiness is a personal thing to each person and what they define it to be according to their lives. What you may perceive to be as happiness may actually be disturbing and a source of unhappiness to another. Basically, how one views happiness is based on one's life, one's values and one's lifestyle. Our perception of happiness for others may not be how they perceive it for themselves. So what is happiness? By definition, happiness is defined as the state of mind and being. And this state includes feelings of being content, love, satisfaction, joy and or pleasure. This definition does not include people who harm either themselves or others in the name of happiness. First of all, if one harms another person, either physically or mentally, for no good reason, and the other person is not consenting to it, there is something really wrong with that picture. Normal people do not consent to being abused or hurt, either physically or emotionally. In this case, the person doing the hurting has a serious problem and their definition of happiness is definitely distorted, to say the least. In this case, the person who has an obvious problem needs immediate help, either from a professional or a law enforcer. This is even more serious if the other party they are inflicting harm on is not a consenting adult. And this person's behavior needs to be addressed immediately. They are danger under the guise of happiness. It is hard to exact the attributes of happiness because they are socially and culturally defined. Happiness is interpreted by people based on where they live in the world. An example would be going to the beach in some parts of the world and other parts going skiing. <laughs> Despite location, there are some universal characteristics of happiness. It is the universal consensus that happiness is indeed premised on the idea of having positive emotions. The same positive emotions permeate the person beings and reflects in their life as such. Throughout the world, people agree on these three things as the foundation of happiness. These three things are pleasure, engagement, and having a life that is meaningful with purpose by their definition. It is a unanimous idea that we all need to feel pleasure, be engaged and interact with others and have a life that we feel is worthwhile to be happy. And there are two basic notions about where happiness stems from. One idea is that happiness comes from things outside ourselves.
In this case, happiness comes from external source like uh, prosperity. And these people do not view happiness as an emotion that emanates from within ourselves. The other premise is that happiness starts within us on the inside. How we feel and view our life is what promotes the being of our happiness. It is felt with this idea that if you are not happy inside, within yourself first, how can you be happy with anything else? We find that some religious and philosophical thinkers view happiness as a state of being resulting from having what is considered a good life. It is safe to say what one thing is a good life is what is the essence of happiness. And People who view happiness this way tend to see happiness as a state in which we experience things in abundance and doing well. Other religious and philosophical thinkers, however, do feel that happiness stems from an internal state of being. So they feel that without it coming from our psyches, first happiness cannot manifest for us in the world. But now psychologists theorize that happiness is based on one's state of mind. If one's mind is positive and we function, as such we tend to have happiness in our lives. They also believe that if we are negative in mindset and don't function at our best, we will not be happy in our lives. But science also believes that happiness manifests because our biological reactions chemically in the body, they induce the state of happiness. And it is hard to pinpoint exact causes of happiness because happiness, after all, is relative to each person. Happiness is based on their perception of what happiness is and means to them personally or to you personally. What there is a consensus about is the fact that regardless of where one is in the world, there are some general characteristics of happiness that are universal in nature. It seems that regardless of where a person lives in the world, everyone agrees that being happy is based on positive emotions. Those emotions spread from the person into their life based on the person's cultural and social definition of happiness. The three characteristics that everyone universally agrees is a factor of happiness without dispute, like is, is, without dispute is pleasure, okay? then engagement, and having a life that is considered purposeful. What this means is that regardless of what the pleasure is as defi defined socially and culturally by a person, everyone wants to have some pleasure, some form of pleasure to be happy. Do you agree? In terms of engagement, humans by nature are social creatures and need other human contact and relationships to thrive. But people who also, who also have to, they also have to feel that life is like worth something. People have to feel that their life is worth something and that their life is meaningful, that their life is meaningful by standards of their society to make them feel worthwhile.
Without these three ingredients, it is hard for a person to have happiness. The scientific community also tried to provide a biological explanation. In the human brain, the neurotransmitter dopamine is reported to be involved in desire and seems often related to pleasure. And definition of happiness varies for every person, as I said already. Aristotle declared, happiness is the meaning and the purpose of life, the whole aim and the end of human existence. Happiness is commonly viewed as a fundamental goal in life. In fact, people have rated happiness as their most important component of quality of life. It is even more important to them than money, than health and sex too. Learn to appreciate simple things and manage desires. Aren't we curious to know how other people define happiness? For many, happiness is what they feel when they receive something, like a material gift or some sort of favor. On the other hand, some people find it better to give than to receive. They feel so much happiness from giving and sharing what they have. This selfless act can be the most joyful experience for those people with generous hearts. <laughs> but there is a wonderful mythical law of nature that the three things we crave in life is like happiness, freedom and peace of mind. So three things that we crave in our life are happiness, freedom and a peace of mind. And these, these three things are always attained by giving them to someone else, remarked by Peyton Conway March. Happiness is also what we feel when we are satisfied with what we are doing or what we have attained or accomplished. And there are people who derive happiness from their success, from their wealth or power. But according to Albert Schweitzer, success is not the key to happiness. Happiness is the key to success. If you love what you are doing, you will be successful. What about the majority of people who are not lucky enough to achieve the dream they have long aspired for? Do they not have the right to be happy? Of course they do, but happiness starts with appreciating and finding satisfaction from simple, small things that life has to offer, like the affection of a spouse, children or a grandchildren, the company of friends and colleagues, and the compliments paid to us. These are some of the simple things that capture the essence of true happiness. Happiness is what we feel when we get what we want. This is probably the most common notion people have about happiness. If this concept of happiness is correct, then unhappiness is what we feel when we do not get what we want. Consider the definition above. The key word in the definition is the word want. The problem starts when we want something and maintain an expanding list of wants. This problem escalates when, despite of our efforts, only a small percentage of our wishes are fulfilled. Unfulfilled wishes increase with time. Do you agree? 
As we grow older and fail to get what we want, we get frustrated and become unhappy. Frustration sets in when we fail to fulfill most of our desires. As we are exposed to TV, television, magazines, internet, and other media, we compile a, li a list of endless and unrealistic demands. Because of this, life becomes an endless race to fulfill desires. According to Benjamin Franklin, there are two ways of being happy. We must either diminish our wants or augment our means. Either may do. The result is the same and it is for each man to decide for himself and to do that which happens to be easier. To break out of this cycle, we must try to manage our needs and wants. Stephen Johnson differentiates wants and needs in his book Yes or No, Guide to Better Decisions. He said, a want is a wish, a need is a necessity. We must learn to prioritize our needs over wants. Needs are things that are necessary in life, such as food, such as shelter and basic necessities. Common wants are represented by latest models like cell phones, plasma TV, iPod, iPad, designer jeans, luxury cars and things alike. These are our desires, but we can continue living without these in our lives, do you agree? Stephen Johnson de differentiates the two concepts in a simple way. In life, we may want a fancy house, but need a loving home. <laughs> we cannot be truly happy if we keep on wanting or desiring more than what we have. Contentedness is the getaway to happiness. There is nothing wrong with having wants, just as long as these things provide a positive motivating force. And it is also okay as long as we find happiness and fulfillment in the process of going after our wants. Irrational wants can limit our happiness if we make these the focus of our life. Hence, this only becomes source of frustration. Happiness is a personal decision after all. We are in charge and you are in charge with our own lives. So if we truly want to be happy, let us be guided by this advice from Ken Case Jr. We always have enough to be happy if we are enjoying what we do have and not worrying about what we don't have. Did you listen? Real happiness comes from within us and it starts by being satisfied with what we have. It does not matter if we have little in terms of material possessions. It is finding contentment with things that we possess. Happiness is a choice. Happiness is not only a decision. Happiness is a choice. We are in control of our own happiness as only we can decide what to think and feel. As Helen Keller said, happiness cannot come from without, it must come from within. It is not what we see and touch or that which others do for us which make, makes us happy. It is that which we think and feel and do first for the other fellow and then for ourselves. At the end, I would like to say this. 
first key to happiness is learn to appreciate simple things and manage desires. Learn to appreciate simple things and manage desires. So let's see how to increase the level of happiness. What Martha Washington once said still rings true. The greatest part of our happiness depends on our dispositions, not our circumstances. Happiness is achievable, but it entails some effort and the right attitude. We must have the proper attitude and outlook in life to be able to focus and condition ourselves on being happy in all the challenges we face. So how can we increase the level of happiness? Between our physical and mental being, the mind has the greater influence for most of us. If you are enjoying interview so far, make sure to follow me on other social media. You will find me on YouTube and Facebook as Million Mori Warrior Family, on Instagram as Smillion Mori and on LinkedIn and Twitter as Smillian Mori, S-M-I-L-J-A-N-M-O-R-I. The body, once it is well, taken care of and uh, sustained with basic necessity in life, can easily function. However, the mind automatically records every event, no matter how trivial. Therefore, we must be on guard with what is recorded in our mind because it can have an effect on our levels of happiness. Marcus Aurelius cautions us. The happiness of your life depends upon the quality of your thoughts. Therefore, guard accordingly and take care that you entertain no notions unsuitable to virtue and reasonable nature. Inner peace greatly comes from having love and compassion in our life. The more we feel loved and the more we care for the happiness of others, the greater is our own sense of well-being. We have peace of mind if we do not have enemies. Do you agree? This helps remove our fears and insecurities and gives us the strength to cope with any obstacles we may encounter. As long as we live in this world, we are bound to encounter problems. After all, the world is not perfect at all. If we just stop to demand or expect things to be perfect, then being happy ooh, may become easier. If at times we lose hope and become discarded, we should remember that there is an opportunity present in the problem. We only have to search for it. Being realistic increases our capacity to overcome troubles. <laughs> with, with, with this kind of attitude, each new obstacle can be seen as another opportunity for improvement. Let us cite one example. Two men have just lost their jobs, which is not so uncommon these days. Instead of feeling sorry for himself, Mr. A decides to take it as an opportunity to explore new things and find a better job. But Mr. B, also facing the same circumstances and problem, decides to jump off a 20-story building to end it all. Here we see how two persons react differently under the same situation. It only means that only we 
we, you can decide on how to react to every event that happens in your life. Being happy is not always easy. It can be one of the greatest challenges we have to face in life since, since it requires all the determination, persistence and self-discipline that we can gather. It also takes a lot of maturity to be able to take responsibility in choosing to focus on what we have rather than on what we do not have. As long as we impractically yearn for much more than what we have in terms of wealth or luxury, we will be unhappy. This is different from having a passion or having a desire and being motivated to reach it, wherein we are excited or thrilled in our journey to attain it. Some people feel they do not have enough, but after all, how much is enough? For most of us, enough is a little more than we have right now. We often get envious of what our richer neighbors have. Sometimes we fail to realize how lucky we are compared to those who are less fortunate. An increase in wealth does not guarantee happiness. It is obvious that happiness does not come from material things that we focus on every day. To discover the secret to achieving contentment and happiness is to know how to enjoy what you have and manage the desire for things currently beyond our reach. So the second step to happiness or the second key to happiness is attitude. Attitude and attitude. <laughs> how we react and deal with life's challenges spell the difference between happiness and misery. Happy feelings are results of happy thoughts. One shortcut to happiness emanates from knowing that we have done something good and right. Isn't that simple? Just observe yourself. What did you feel when you have learned new skill? Hmm, it feels great, huh? How about when you were able to touch someone through your generosity and kindness. How do you feel when you have done some, some heroic thing? What do you feel when you have done something that you truly love and enjoy? The deep feelings of satisfaction, contentment, pride, fulfillment and joy are some of the emotions which lead to lasting happiness. We seek happiness practically every day of our lives. Despite of our efforts, many of us are not happy. Everyone's life is spent in pursuit of happiness. Do you agree? We become too busy and preoccupied working to ensure that our future will be secured and happy. We tend to let days, months and even years slip by without realizing that time is gold. It is fine to work towards future goals, but do not forget that today will never come again. We only have 24 hours to enjoy it, so we should take every opportunity to make ourselves happy, including the people we love. How many minutes, how many hours and days have we spent being happy from within? Those are the only moments we have really lived life. Perhaps we were just kids then when we were completely happy and worry-free, or there were few moments when we were doing something we really love and enjoy. 
Live in the present moment. Live in the present moment. Happiness is a journey, not a destination. Happiness is to be found along the way, not at the end of the road. For then the journey is over and it's too late already. The time for happiness is today, not tomorrow, said Paul Dunn. Many of, many of us spend much of our lives worrying about the future and the number of things all at the same time, you know. We are worrying about the future and number of things all at the same time. We allow past problems and future concerns to dominate our present moments so much so that we end up feeling frustrated and depressed. When our attention is in the present moment, we push away fear from our minds. Fear is the concern over events that might happen in the future. And to overcome fear, the best strategy to learn to bring our attention is back to the present. We must practice keeping our attention on the present. Surely our efforts will pay off in the end. Live in the moment with joy. Live in the moment with alertness. Live in the moment with awareness. Live in the moment with compassion. The thought of being like a child again is exhilarating. This stems from being free and feeling at home with everybody. This emanates from living without barriers, without judgments and worries about what others might think. Whatever they think, it is their opinion and it is not permanent. Keep in mind, those opinions change all the time. <laughs> Worrying takes a lot of toll on the body and on the mind. It is like a wind that takes us away from ourselves. Worrying leads only to fear and can paralyze us from taking appropriate actions. We free our minds from worries by relaxing and doing some breathing exercises. A simple breathing exercise consists of inhaling deep breath through the nose and exhaling through the mouth. Do this three times consecutively and you will feel better, I guarantee. This will help put our minds and your mind at ease and has a calming effect. By doing this on regular intervals, we will then find so much peace and harmony around. Remember that the art of living lies in living at the present moment. Fill with love. Many of us aspire to live a life filled with love. For this to happen, the effort must start from us not from anybody else. Rather than waiting for other people to provide the love we desire, we must be the source of love ourselves. Our attitude, our choices, our acts of kindness and willingness to be the first to reach out will take us towards this goal. By, by converting our hearts to fountains of love, we are taking an important step in getting the love we desire. We, we, we will also discover that the more love we give, the more we will receive. Realize the power of your own thoughts. It is very important that we realize the, 
relationship between our thoughts and the way we feel. Did you know that we are constantly thinking? Take uh, breathing, for example. Unless we feel that we are running out of breath, we simply forget that we breathe automatically. Things or thinking, thinking works the same way. Since we are always doing it, it is easy to forget that it's happening. To think is to create. To think is to create. Everything starts in the mind. Everything starts in the mind. What precedes the feeling of anger? Angry thoughts precede anger. Have you tried getting angry without having angry thoughts first? Try feeling sad without sad thoughts. It is impossible. In order to experience a feeling, we must first have the thought that induces that feeling. Happiness cannot exist alone. It is the result of positive thinking. The simple awareness is the first step in putting us back on the path toward happiness. We should never underestimate the power of a simple thought. It may seem so innocent and fleeting, yet it has energy that can cause great impact on our mind, on our body and emotions. Let us think of a lemon. Or can you think of a lemon? Imagine cutting it in half and smelling it. Now imagine, sque imagine squeezing the juice from the lemon into your mouth and feel those pulse beats <laughs> bursting inside your mouth. Do you want to become extremely confident in a short period of time? Download my free ebook Warrior Mindset at www.warriorfamily.com and learn the best mental hacks and strategies to build your confidence. Most of us will surely feel our salivary glands responding to the thought of lemon. Indeed, what we are thinking can greatly influence our emotions. Think of someone you love. What do you feel? Now think of someone you hate. What do you feel now? We do not have to change our emotions consciously. Just change our thoughts and our emotions will immediately follow. Notice that when we focus our minds on positive things, we feel better. Whereas when, we, when our thoughts are focused on the negative, we feel bad. Positive thoughts yield positive results. These thoughts make us more loving and caring, resulting to good health, wealth and happiness. On the other hand, negative thoughts produce negative results. These types of thoughts result to indifference, disease, fear and misery. In other words, our thoughts create our reality. Let me say it again. Your thoughts create your reality. So the third step to happiness is happy feelings are results of happy thoughts. Happy feelings are results of happy thoughts. Happiness is a way of life. We have already learned that happiness goes beyond material things. This is echoed by William Barclay when he said, Joy has nothing to do with material things or with man's outward circumstances.
A man living in the lap of luxury can be wretched and a man in depths of poverty can overflow with joy. Happiness can be induced by many ways and means. Some result to short-term happiness while others have long-lasting results. In a busy world where everyone and everything seems to be moving in a fast pace, we can do ourselves a great favor by taking time off for self-reflection. Like meditation is a powerful tool for inducing happiness. Through meditation, we can reach a level of mental clarity. Making meditation a regular part of our lives will lead us to new and exciting possibilities for our inner peace. This will enhance happiness as a result. Several factors need to be met for us to achieve happiness. These prerequisites include good health. Health is wealth. Good health is a very important factor in achieving happiness. It allows us to make life more enjoyable. On the other hand, an illness not only drains the pocket, but it also destroys our zest in life. Therefore, the body must be treated well, pampered with love and given the needed nourishment. We take good, good care of it by taking preventive measures. We can opt to engage in a healthy lifestyle uh, by eating the right foods and doing regular exercise. Sufficient source of income. Basic income should meet the family's basic needs. This frees us from worries about basic needs and concentrates us on pursuing what we love best. Basic needs vary from one family to another. What is implied here is income to provide for reasonable food, clothing and shelter. What is reasonable and enough depends upon the family's needs. And then we have affection. Love is the foundation of human existence. We need to feel love to be happy. It is crucial that we have at least one person whose company we enjoy to share our life with. This does not have to be a romantic relationship. A family member or a friend can feel this need. And then we have productive work or activity. People feel a sense of achievement just by knowing that they can still contribute their skills that are needed by the people around them. Doing productive work or activity boosts our self-confidence and self-esteem, which eventually leads to happiness. Then we have good attitude. A person with a negative attitude in life can never be happy. A positive attitude is needed to ensure long and lasting happiness. A perfectionist would likely be upset when the world is not the way he wants it, but a person with a positive attitude would be tolerant and understanding with all kinds of people, all kinds of events and circumstances. Defined goals. In achieving happiness, goals must be set for all aspects of life, such as business, career, relationship, health, etc. After setting our goals, we must make an action plan on how to achieve these goals. We then implement our plan and monitor our progress. Continuous progress leads to a sense of fulfillment and happiness. Unless all of the above prerequisites are met, we cannot be truly and completely happy. Failing to meet any one of them is, is the same as to forget an ingredient that makes a recipe completely satisfying. It is therefore very important that we are healthy in all aspects, like physically, mentally, 
and emotionally and also financially to be able to achieve lasting happiness. So fourth steps, fourth step to happiness is happiness is a way of life. Fourth step uh, to happiness is happiness is a way of life. Happiness is mostly created and rarely given. Can we create our own happiness? Yes, because we are always in control. We are given free will to choose what we want in our lives. It is up to us if we want to drive ourselves to true happiness or to misery. It is in our thoughts. In order to be happy, we should concentrate on happy thoughts. Happy thoughts are special and memorable moments in our lives. These thoughts are available to us every single day. All we have to do is to recall these blissful moments. For example, we, we recall the times when we were in love, when we were overhand with feelings of joy. It was during those moments that we were in love with life itself. The problem with some people is that they tend to remember the negative things longer than the positive things that happen in their lives. They usually remember the compliments they received only for a few minutes and dwell on the insults they received for years. By doing so, they become garbage collectors who carry trash thrown long time ago. As a result, they suffer the consequences since they allow their mind to be occupied by bad experiences. Remember, we are in control of our own mind and heart. We can choose to make happiness and joy the center of our world. These are always within us. We can always tap into moments of joy and absorb this into our present moment. No one in his or her right mind would choose to be unhappy. If we take full responsibility for our emotional responses to all events in our life, there is nobody else to blame if we are not happy. The choice is ours alone. Happiness does not depend solely on the things that come into our life, but on how we react when those things happen. Mildred Bartle states, Happiness is a conscious choice, not an automatic response. We can always create and build our lives around joy and happiness. And then, very important thing. Never, ever, never, ever set conditions for happiness. According to Arthur Rubenstein, most people ask for happiness on condition. Happiness can only be felt if you don't set any condition. Before I thought that if I graduate from college and get a good job, I would be tremendously happy. Later I discovered that the job alone does not guarantee happiness. Do you know someone who constantly says, if I find the right partner, I will be happy? I advise them to talk to newly married couple, uh, couples and ask them if they are happy. One of the possible things they may hear is this. If we have a child, we will feel complete and happy. And then go and ask those who already have children if they are happy. They would say that unless their children have grown up, finished their studies, and can stand on their own, they simply could not relax and feel happy. As those who have accomplished their mission as parents, if they are happy, they long for the days when they were younger. 
Do you know of people who say any of following phrases? Like, I will be happy when. Or, I am unhappy because. Or, if I only have, then I will be happy. Or, how can I be happy when? Or, you know what? Happiness for me is when... <laughs> you know these statements, don't you, huh? Sadly, these people will have difficulty in attaining true and lasting happiness for they place conditions on their happiness. They want guarantees for happiness but are unwilling to act first. For this reason, they set conditions on their happiness that can be translated into this. We are not happy now and we won't be happy at least until our conditions are met. On the other hand, we also hear the following phrases from unhappy people. You know what? You disappoint me. Or you make me unhappy. Or if it was not for him, I would be happy. Or she is the source of my loneliness. Or how can I be happy after what he did to me? These people remain in constant state of unhappiness because of a single reason. Resources from this interview are available online. Visit www.warriorfamily.com and download the free book Lessons from Millionaires with all the resources mentioned in the interview. If you want to be a warrior who has it all, visit www.warriorfamily.com and download my ebooks for free. Learn all about warrior productivity, habits, mindset, marketing and sales strategies, confidence boosters and many other things. I promise that you won't be disappointed. More valuable content is waiting for you on my social media profiles. Instagram, Smillion Mori, YouTube and Facebook, Smillion Mori, Warrior Family, Twitter, Smillion Mori, and LinkedIn, Smillion Mori.